two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. Oh, Burning Man. More like Drowning Man. (laughs) More like, yeah, Drowning in Mud and maybe Ebola or Dengue Fever or just straight up Bubonic Plague. (laughs) All of it. And then scoop it up and make a Keurig. Yeah, I just wonder... uh, (laughs) I just wonder which of those burners um, uh, kidnapped the daughter of uh, Priest of Apollo and refused to give her back. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Call back. (laughs) That's why Burning Man failed. Somebody somebody talked shit about Apollo. Just like some dude looked up at the sun and was like, God, man, chill out. And Apollo... Now in the age of neo-wokeism is also crazy sensitive. Yeah, exactly. He took chill out as a microaggression and it's like, all right, well, plague arrows for your asses. Here you go, bitches. (laughs) Yeah, that's, yeah. uh, Yeah, yeah, just like a whole, whole rainstorm in. So like Zeus, Zeus got his, got his licks in and then Apollo followed up. Yeah, I, again, you know, the folly of, of humankind. Uh, But I won't even say Burning Man Tadeda because... No, but no, yeah, no, no, no. it does not. It does not like. Okay, also yes, you know, um, uh, never, uh, never send to know uh, for whom the bubonic mud has <laughs> has uh, engulfed at Burning Man. Um, it burbles for thee. <laughs> now, if there's an outbreak of like, you know, super strain chlamydia. And earthquake. We know that Aphrodite and um, Poseidon were in on it. And, right. you know, I know how you well, and I like to call things out of the aether. And I'm really hoping I'm not calling it. But also if I get on Twitter tomorrow and see how, like, yeah. uh, you know, 4.8 although, earthquake mm-hmm. killed the mud huts and Burning Man, I'm going to laugh my ass off. Although, to be fair, uh, earthquakes and sexually transmitted diseases, that's just the normal state of being for California Anyway, so I don't even also, know if that yes. would register. I don't even know if that would register. Put uh, on Tish. Nobody's safe. We're coming for you, Kelly. <laughs> two wizards up your ass. Two was exactly, exactly. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yes, I'm and, one of those again, wizards. My name is Mark. I don't know. No, yeah, what that's exactly. No, that's perfect. Um, meanwhile, we are nice and dry, um, toasty, toasty warm here in our wizards towers. And yes, this is a new installment of the Two Wizards podcast. Welcome, everybody. My name is Josh, and I'm a wizard. And I'm Mark. I already said it. Yeah, I, here we are. Okay. We're we're back we in our tower. Yeah. Um. We we made it back home from the shores of Troy. Don't know yes, about those did. other nerds, mm-hmm. but I know that our uh uh, uh Nostoy was mm-hmm. successful. So yeah, I would say that would even entail maybe hoisting a celebratory beverage. A hey, good buddy. Absolutely. Yes. And with. Yeah, and, and 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 with that as well, uh, remembering the the singers of songs. Um, I, I as I was thinking about this today, like I know we have this sort of uncanny ability to like speak reality in, into existence because it wasn't that long ago that we had our tribute to um, Johnny Hardwick for um, Dale Gribble, 
And we have another one, uh, yeah, for Jimmy Buffett, which you you even texted me, uh, yeah, like that day, like, hey, are you much of a parrot head? And I was like, well, I mean, I don't go crazy, but yeah, I've been to Mexico and uh, <laughs> I've been to Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville uh, and <laughs> had way too much to drink. So, so yes, with that in mind, Mark, here in our Wizards Cups, um, we have, yeah, we have margaritas. Um, what, yeah. what? What are the constituent components of yours? What did you all all put in? Um, I went for a classic here, so I did um, uh, tequila, triple sec, lime juice, simple syrup over ice, shake it, rim yeah. the line with salt, and there you go. Mm-hmm. Put it in a Green Bay Packers cup because oh baby, it's that time of year again. And yeah, yes, it is. Yeah, uh, y- yeah. So a number of things. Yes, you're a hundred percent right. Listeners, take it from us. Don't don't even bother with any of the like pre-made stuff like you think it's going to save no. you time it, it's I'm, I'm telling you really all that you need are just those three things it, well and and that's even me like i i just have equal parts lime juice triple sec and white tequila um and and if you like yours a little sweet you can add some simple syrup if you want to do like a flavored thing like throw some fresh I don't, like fruit or like a fresh jalapeno in there if, if you like it spicy but yeah, yeah don't for Jimmy Buffett's sake, don't use like mixed mixed crap because it's just mixed crap. Yeah, go go make it and don't buy the sweet and sour either. Just get yeah yeah not even the syrup sweet and, sour. and triple sec. Like yeah, that's all that you need. That's all that you need. Uh, and so yes, with that also um, here's here's on you, buddy. Here's on you, Jimmy Buffett. Um, have another cheeseburger in paradise, man. There you go. Cheers, good buddy. Cheers. Yeah. See. Just needs again, man. The simple put simplicity, man. You don't need to drive into a goddamn uh, desert lake bed. Like, man, if only they'd listen to our deserts episode, maybe they would. Because <laughs> we talked about that as well. Like, hey, just because it's a desert, you get these sudden rainfalls, and then yeah, like it's still like a flash flood warning, and that way you don't get alkaline mud like washed up your buttholes. <laughs> One year, one year from now, alkaline mud up your butt is going to be the new hot spa treatment. Hi, I'm Gwyneth Paltrow. I was at Burning Man. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, but yeah, so... Oh, shit. Like Speaking saying, of Mark, things that are untenable and horrifying and yeah, should probably true. be locked away in an underground vault. Yes, exactly, exactly. We we, we did. We came off this, this deep dive um, on the Trojan War, both of us doing... Much more research than we typically kind of put into it because we just got that horned up for mayhem. Um, well, and even admittedly, too, on a compressed kind of time schedule because we're talking about what is currently recent events. But, you know, we finally, maybe we finally put our wizards' heads together and thought, you know, wouldn't it be smart to like build in an extra week buffer so that Mark doesn't have to like every single week, like empty out his potion cabinet and be like, holy shit, I need to edit this and post it. Um, so, so we are. So while it's still very much in, in, in our minds, I, yeah, maybe there will be, maybe there will be the earthquake and chlamydia um, by the time this actually gets published. <laughs> uh, because right now it is Labor Day weekend. Uh, we are relaxing. We are, are taking a little break and we are coming to uh, a new... A new old favorite. Um, we are we are returning once again to the secure, contain, protect foundation, and we're talking some SCPs. 
yeah, we are. We we are back here once again. It's not it's not a buffer. It's just sometimes we got to get into classic two wizards territory and can't always yeah. be you know all researching and trying right. hard. Sometimes we just want to read off a fucking website. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. So uh, yeah, I, I I think I picked uh, four or five depending on how much time we have. Um, maybe there's a theme. Maybe it will also be super goddamn obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pause it to you a special challenge tonight. Okay, all there right, is all right. a very intentional theme to mine. Okay, great, so great. You can suss it out. Well, Mister, you're getting another jackalope statue or something. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, you. Oh, you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but but yeah. So so we are here. We are uh, again. Mine are mine are going to be very obvious. But listeners, we, we you and I will get to play together because Mark. Really got me last time with the uh, Captain Planet, and I was so mad, but so like you, beautiful bastard. <laughs> I was close. I was kind of like I was picking up on the water thing and the fire. I was, I was kind of close, yeah. but uh, but uh, yeah, I guess sort of with that with that all established, then um, would you like us to would would you like to start us off here, Mark? Would you would you want me to? What do you think? No, why don't you take it away, buddy? Sure. I tend to I tend to start. Why don't you start us off? Yeah, ab- absolutely. My pleasure. Well, we are starting off with um, SCP-147 Anachronistic Television. SCP-147 is, is to be uh, kept in a simulacrum of a 1950s-era living room. Its current container contains a throw rug, two armchairs, a phonograph, a rotary telephone, and other suitable decorations. SCP-147 will reject any items dating from later than late March 1965. See Addendum 0-40. It requires no external power source or connection. Uh, this is a Euclid class. Yeah, it's a Euclid Appliance Autonomous uh, Cognito Hazard Mind-Affecting. Um, so, discovered in 1983 in a civilian home in Detroit, Michigan, SCP-147 appears to be a 1957 General Electric brand black and white television, model 17T026. SCP-147 has been observed to exhibit two different behaviors. Is uh, When it's in an acceptable room, it will display broadcasts of 1950s-era comedies, such as The Burns and Allen Show, Father Knows Best, and I Love Lucy. In every case, each broadcast has been completely unique. Archives of the programs, none of which are still being produced, have failed to find any record of the episodes that SCP-147 plays. No commercials are shown, and there is no indication as to which station would be broadcasting these shows. All broadcasts are in black and white. Subjects exposed to SCP-147 in its optimal state reported a pleasant feeling of relaxation. In this state, the item's volume and channels can be adjusted, though the off switch appears to have no effect. Well, and, you know, boy howdy, wouldn't that be great? Like, apparently decades before we had things like um, the the AI versions of Seinfeld uh, or, like, Spongebob. Like, hey, here's a show, here's an SCP that's creating uh, endless brand new content uh, that calls on classics like um, I Love Lucy and all that, too. That's only when it's happy. Uh, in the hostile Uh-oh. state... Uh, which is uh, invoked when modern day items are present. So again, you got to keep it like period appropriate, uh, that sweet spot between, you know, 1950s and 1965. Uh, but when modern day items are present in SCP 147's environment, the item will only display extremely violent and gruesome color footage, beheadings, 
uh, rapes, executions, and torture have all been observed, but as of yet no footage has been broadcast that indicates when or where the scenes depicted took place. The footage is invariably of high visual and audio quality. Subjects exposed to SCP-147 in its hostile state almost invariably vomit due to the graphic nature of the broadcast after 10 to 15 seconds. One subject suffered a nervous breakdown after two minutes of exposure. Each subject has displayed an extreme reluctance to recall the contents of the broadcast, and two out of the 15 subjects tasked with viewing SCP-147's hostile broadcast have since committed suicide. None of the item's controls respond during hostile broadcasts. Attempts to examine the internals of SCP-147 have been unsuccessful, as the item's shell resists any and all attempts to crack it open. Placing the item in a Faraday cage in order to negate any possible transmissions it could be receiving had no effect. The effects of long-term exposure to SCP-147 had not been documented. Um, so yeah, that's also pretty horrific. You know, I say that, I was about to say this is pretty horrific, but I'm sure there's a subreddit for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure there's a subreddit that just shows, um, yeah, precisely the sorts of things that if you bring a bring a Walkman uh, near near SCP-147. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hipsters. Yeah, goddamn hipsters. Um, oh, I only like shows from when I like TV. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Nah, TV. You don't know television this day, these days. Let me let me show you the good stuff. Um, <laughs> it's just your granddad with basic cable in the nineties, right? Grandpa, I don't want to watch any more Mash. All right, we'll watch more World War Two. No. <laughs> well, and Welcome the fact that Hitler's Germany. Yeah, right. Well, and and the fact that the uh, you can't change the controls at all. It is. It's like Grandpa. Yeah. Uh, oh wait, the the remote's not working. It's, uh, it's all out of batteries, and I'm just, you know, it's whatever channels it's on is good enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also appreciate too that even you know um, the SCP Foundation's attempts to, uh, yeah, to look under the hood, so to speak, to find out what's actually inside, um, also have are are fruitless because, um, again, like so much. So much else between modern and old technology, uh, you just don't make them like like they used to. <laughs> Try and crack this thing open, and that's that sweet um, post World War II baby boomer uh, <laughs> stick stick <to> <laughs> I like to imagine like it plays like sports programs from like see that be yeah nineteen forties that'd be sweet. so like mm -hmm. it's just like the whitest basketball you've ever seen and yeah. it's so boring to watch <laughs> but God love them they just get so excited when they throw it up in the peach basket right yeah yeah they they still have their uh, their uniform um, yeah their gym short their basketball shorts still have still have like a belt with a buckle on it <laughs> still a belt. <laughs> they got pockets. Yeah, yeah pockets. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, that'd be that'd be awesome. Although that does raise cool. a good question because so far it says like, um, yeah, it, it just says comedies, and these are all you are know, right scripted TV shows. But yeah, it'd be interesting if they're you know, hey, and maybe uh, it just hasn't been ob observed yet. Maybe there are uh, non scripted television shows. Uh, game shows would be pretty sweet if there's like a whole 
like bevy of um yeah like 1950s era game shows that'd be that'd be pretty cool news um yeah i don't know yeah kind of need to see yeah, yeah. Huh. uh right. and 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 there's a few addenda uh i won't I won't uh, read all of them, but one one that uh, I think is, is also kind of important, at least for, for you and me specifically, Mark, is uh, uh, this is addendum uh, 0-40A. As has been verified repeatedly, the presence of persons born after March 1965 does not in and of itself trigger a hostile event. So you and I could. You and I could. You, you don't have to. Um, yeah, this thing will, will, will happily show 1950s uh, sitcoms to, to anybody. Uh, but yeah, uh, but for reasons still unknown, SCP-147 objects mainly to manufactured items. Uh, Dr. Redacted Redacted recently conducted an experiment in which he clothed himself with vintage, uh, i.e. pre-1965 articles of clothing, with the caveat that he had three Bic flare pens invented in the 1970s in a shirt pocket. What he saw while seated in front of SCP-147, he would later describe as, quote, a bizarre episode of I Love Lucy... Uh, featuring a surprising amount of gunplay. <laughs> Lucy, I'm home. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend, Lucy. <laughs> There's the conveyor belt where they're like loading bullets into magazines just faster and faster and it keeps speeding up. <laughs> John John Wick meets uh I I love Lucy, apparently. But um <laughs> All right. Shut it down. That's as funny as we're gonna be. We're yeah, that's, that's it. All right, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. My name is Mark. I'm a wizard, two wizards pod C one. Although now I again, man, I want okay. Now we know what we're doing as soon as we're done here. I'm rebooting my chat GPT account and uh, <laughs> typing in um, uh, write an episode of I Love Lucy slash uh, gun foo. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy, you did it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. But, but that's, yeah, that is, that is my first one. SCP-147. Anachronistic television. All right. Um, these are in no particular order to further skew the theme of tonight. Because I can't make it too easy on you or you won't respect me. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, give me yeah, give, give me one second because I need to get a notepad um, and write yeah. down some details there. But okay, all right, ready. All right. Um, SCP-165, The Creeping Hungry Sands of Tool. Ooh, okay. Housed in a facility, biocontainment area 14, SCP-165, is to be treated as contagious pathological organism. The highest sterilization and quarantine procedures are to be followed. Microwave field generators surround SCP-165's area and are in place to restrict the movement of its dune without its containment area. Once every nine days, it is to be fed a living cow weighing at least 750 kilograms. The organic component of SCP-165 resembles that of typical parasitic mites. Ooh. 750 micrometers in length with eight legs, genetic structure similar to a house dust mite. The main difference is the hermit crab-like behavior of attaching grains of sand to its back. It is unknown what purpose the sand serves, but the massive colony of SCP-165 numbers in the hundreds of billions, possibly trillions, creating a rather large dune. Ooh. 
The similarities between Data Expunged and SCP-165 are only superficial. Data Expunges... Data Expunged... Expunged? Colony is protozoan in nature and apparently shows collective intelligence and awareness that is not understood by 165's colony, which is made up of individual Akari, who do not show cooperation but rather competition in the hunt for food. Like mosquitoes, they rely on chemical detection of carbon dioxide and sugars in the air to detect prey. The Akari mites roll and bound over one another toward prey, only using their legs to climb over one another. When in contact with the flesh of animals, they release a numbing chemical toxin in their bite. Ooh. Similar in makeup to that of a mosquito or flea bite, subjects are typically unaware that millions of mites are taking turns grabbing mouthfuls of their flesh as they oh, swarm God. around the victim. Oh, God. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> yeah, right? A typical swarm re resembles a swirling vortex around a victim or victim's appendage. The colony is efficient enough in their competitive swarming that most animals' appendage can, appendages can be defleshed and reduced to bone within minutes. The numbing toxin is so effective that sleeping victims may not wake up as their limbs are eaten. Oh my god, that's horrible. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, right? It kind of sucks. Um, the Akari mites are resistant to all but the most dangerous of pesticides. They retreat from heat and will often seek shade when available. Being the most active during night hunting for large sleeping prey, their vulnerability to heat is the most preferable technique for containment. And we got a quick little addendum here on the uh, acquisition of this SCP. Um, it is apparent that the U.S. government has been aware of the dunes of SCP-165 for about 80 years. The area where it was found was a now-forgotten German immigrant ghost town of Fredericksburg, Arizona, in the Tule Desert near Goldwater Air Force Bombing Range. The remote town was founded sometime in the 1800s, and by 1908 became a ghost town. A passing cavalry troop reported that the inhabitants had disappeared and that the buildings were empty. They attempted to stay one night in, the, in an abandoned hotel, only to have seven of their horses reduced to piles of bones. Oh All but God. four of the soldiers fled into the middle of the night, saying the sand was filling in the building like a flood of water. Those four were never seen again. Oh bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> it's sand that'll eat you. Yeah, I don't that's... like sand. No, I hate sand. <laughs> it's rough, it's coarse, it makes my limbs numb. Of course, my horses. Yeah, turns my horses. Yeah, <laughs> turns my banthas to dust. <laughs> and also, yeah, horrifying. Um, uh, yeah, to imagine, yeah, like a like a living sand dune, mite dune that, uh, yeah, just sucks you dry. Horrible. Yeah, it's kind of gross. Yeah. Mm mm. -mm. Uh, okay, got, well, uh, all right, so listeners, uh, uh, I wrote down some of my keywords. It's like, okay, uh, uh, yeah, uh, the, the creeping hungry sands, there's these mites, they're flesh-eating, they're poisonous. We'll see, we'll see what, what Mark has in store next for us, uh, but at least for me, I'm moving along. And again, these are so obvious. Uh, mine is uh, SCP-1882. Uh, M, C, and D television. Uh, SCP-1882-1882 is to be kept in a room that is shielded against electromagnetic signals. Attempt attempts to open SCP-1882's casing must be made off-site in locations untraceable to Foundation resources. 
A researcher must be available daily to determine the identity of SCP-1 uh, or 1882-A uh, and record it. Uh, possible new instances of SCP-1882 are to be subjected to anti-surveillance procedure L4 annexed before extraction. Uh, so this is a safe type uh, appliance electronic Marshall Carter and Dark. 1882 is a Bakelite television set of the redacted brand. The power cord is missing and the only identifying mark is the number 037 on the underside. Uh, 1882 was recovered from the residence of Mr. Blank Blank who confessed to having purchased the item from the firm Marshall Carter and Dark. Four other similar items have been recovered in raids of other MC&D customers, but were destroyed before proper containment procedures could be enacted. Attempts to record video or audio output from 1882 have resulted in the destruction of the recording equipment. Similarly, an attempt to open 1882's casing led it to emitting a microwave pulse, probably a signaling system. Every day at uh, 0500 GMT, SCP-1882 spontaneously turns on and begins to broadcast a program. The format of the program does not vary and follows the patterns described below. Uh, so, uh, 0500, uh, 1882 turns itself on. The MCD logo appears, accompanied by a rendition of the first two movements of Hayden's Opus 76 and number 3. 0503. A female voice recites a long a list of digits. The digits change with each program and have not been decoded so far. Uh, uh, 515. The scene changes to a bare room, barely lit from an unseen light source. A person, a different one each day, uh, herefore called uh, 1882-A, is laying on the floor of the room, nude and unconscious. Uh, at 5.30, plus or minus 5 minutes, 1882-A uh, wakes up, so this person wakes up. For the next 17 hours, their reactions vary from instance to instance, but are consistent with those of a person who has been removed from their regular life and locked in an empty room. The camera stays in a single spot and is never remarked upon. Uh, all the way at 2210 hours, most instances of SCP-1882-A react as though they have heard noises from outside the room, though none can be heard by the viewer. Uh, at 2220, between three and five specimens of SCP-1882-B enter the field of view and proceed to data expunged. 2245, uh, 1882-B specimens retreat, leaving 1882's A's corpse on the floor of the room, and at 2300 hours, SCP-1882 turns itself off. So some very... Weird. Yeah, very weird uh, reality TV show, I suppose. Or again, maybe it's scripted. I don't know. Maybe maybe they just have phenomenal writers and actors uh, for this show. <laughs> and hey, with a writing strike going on, I mean, can you really tell the difference? Yeah, but I'm... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, like when What's His Nuts just sat and spun his pen on his desk for 20 minutes and <laughs> had nothing to say the last time. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Um, of note is that while uh, 1882A instances can all be traced back to people that were living at the time of the broadcast, there's no indication of these people disappearing. And in fact, the Foundation has monitored several quote-unquote victims leading their daily life parallel uh, to their uh, 1882A doubles being sequestered away. Current theory is that 1882A is a duplicate of the uh, original individual, 
created solely for the purpose of the broadcast. Uh, and there are a few instances, a few examples of who these uh, A specimens are. On December 20th, 2010, that broadcast uh, featured Redacted Redacted, well-known actress, actress and singer. Uh, February 17th, 2011, Redacted Redacted, ex-president of Redacted. Uh, April 6, uh, 2011, it's a good day. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that apparently featured an adult Bengal tiger. And on January 11th, 2011, uh, it featured a apparent duplicate of Dr. Redacted, a level three researcher of Site-75. Despite not knowing uh, SCP-1882's existence, Dr. Redacted surmised that he had been captured by enemy forces and engaged Protocol uh, Phoebus 3.3, causing Redacted. Uh, SCP-1882 switched back to the MC&D logo until regular turnoff time. So maybe there is some way to interrupt if you just so happen to find yourself here but yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah so you we get we get celebrity actresses singers we get Bengal Tigers <laughs> we get politicians <laughs> everything in between everything in between um okay which yeah that would man that would be okay also sorry I guess I'm I I, I didn't realize when I was picking this but now I'm just realizing it um the newest season of Black Mirror kind of has a similar concept. Um, oh yeah, uh, where it's uh, the the episode is called Joan is Awful, and we're introduced to our protagonist, who's this woman named Joan, and she kind of hates her job. She uh, we, we we track a regular day in her life. She kind of hates her job. Uh, she has to fire an employee. Um, she is texting uh, an old flame, but she's, I think, engaged. I don't know if she's actually married. I think I think she's engaged, but she's texting an old flame. Um, she's kind of over her, like, fiancé. She goes and meets up her old flame for drinks, but realizes, like, no, wait, I can't do this. Makes her way back home, turns on the old television, and sees, hey, there's this new episode, or this new TV series called Jonah's Awful. And it documents her life. Uh, starring... Selma Hayek, I think, is is the actress who's portraying her, and it's all like oh, soap wow. opera. Okay. It's all like dialed up to like eleven soap opera style. So yeah, that'd be pretty freaky. And so the Mrs. Wizard and I were talking about like that, like how how goddamn weird it would be uh, to be watching a show where it's like, wait, that guy's also a theater grad student studying ancient Greek comedy. Com- what what? <laughs> What's happening? Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be pretty what? goddamn weird. <laughs> yeah, that uh, kind of messed you up, right? Yeah, right. How do they find out all this stuff? You know, where are the cameras? Is this some kind of prank show? But, um, uh, but again, also a very good episode, and I won't spoil it. So, This Two Wizards brought to you by Netflix. Yeah, please, God, give us some sort of... <laughs> this, this fall, coming to Netflix, because we still haven't resolved the writer's strike. Uh, Mark is a wizard. I'm a wizard. <laughs> or yeah, two wizards. Josh is a wizard. Two wizards. Well, these friends. <laughs> and somehow I'm voiced by Jason Mansukis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's me. It's a live action, but they dub me over with Jason Mansukis because somehow I'm not manic and Greek enough. They're like, well, you're good. You're real manic and real Greek, but you're not manic and Greek so, enough. Yeah. So some Jason, of our test audiences. 
Yeah, some some of our test wa- audiences wanted wanted even more from you, so we just pulled Jason in. <laughs> you don't sound enough like a character from Big Mouth, so we're gonna go ahead and bring in Jason and Mansukas, <laughs> all right? But uh, go ahead and keep your blocking there, and we'll just uh, we'll fix it in post. Yeah, yeah keep, gotta, uh, keep doing we'll, your we'll, lines. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> Uh, All right, but yeah, so there it is. Uh, SCP-1882, this television from the Marshall, Carter, and Dark Corporation. All right. And speaking speaking of uh, unknowable noises. (laughs) Okay, okay, buddy. Yeah, here we go. All right. Have a a SCP containment protocol of my own here, which is letting Quincy into the home office until he gets bored and leaves. (laughs) uh but uh uh okay all right anyway sorry so with that no, you're good. uh take care of uh, okay so mark who do we have next or what <clears throat> yes what i guess is more accurate uh what we have is scp 324 the eulogy shrub mm. while scp 324 does not require efforts beyond basic botanical maintenance to thrive Access to its products are to be strictly controlled to prevent theft and the possible uncontrolled cultivation. SCP-324 is to be contained within a secure solarium or equivalent agricultural facility with a minimum of 5 cubic meters of soil. SCP-324 is a small evergreen shrub, uh, currently 1.4 meters in height, possessing a complex root system that extends approximately 2.5 meters below the soil. During its flowering phase, it produces small white flowers with 9 petals, and berries are then produced designated as SCP-324-1. They appear to be pinkish-white in color and are edible with a tart and mildly sweet flavor. SCP-324's flowering and berry-producing phase are apparently only initiated by the introduction of a deceased mammal of at least 25 kilograms into the soil. The mammal must be within range of SCP-324's root system and been deceased no longer than three days' time within its first contact. If these conditions are met, the flowering phase will begin within 16 hours of introduction, with mature flowers and SCP-324-1 appearing within 75 hours. When eaten, each individual sample will produce a vivid sensory experience reenacting a seemingly random memory of the deceased animal's life in the consumer of SCP-324-1. So you eat the berry and you get a flashback of whatever was buried in the dirt. Oh my god. Oh god. Okay. That has that has some um that has some complications there. That has some uh <laughs> In tests with human cadavers buried in SCP-324 soil, consumers of 324-1 report clear aural and visual impressions including specific locations, conversations, and individuals. The consumer of SCP-324-1 appear to experience the deceased's memory as if it were one of their own, but recognizes it as the product of another mind. In tests featuring animal cadavers, consumers of SCP-324-1 report an overwhelming jumble of sensory input devoid of the usual narrative context produced by a human. Each experience lasts between two and four minutes before it subsides. If multiple samples are ingested at once, memories experienced proceed one at a time, each within the same two to four minute time window. Oh my god. So yeah, I, I like it. I like Eulogy Bush. Eulogy Bush is awesome. It, it, and yeah, it, it, it could have some real implications there for like, 
man. Yeah, just to like experience a memory of just some some like animal and like ah oh god yeah that'd be so crazy yeah like i just imagine like and i'm not trying to be you know morbid here but like so tompkins dies you go and bury him under scp-324 and then you go and eat the berries and there's just memories of him trying to get into the office to bother you while you're recording <laughs> yeah right yeah or uh <laughs> Yeah, or yeah, yeah, like a, like a, like a, or or even just like a. Ooh, that's a really. Oh man. Okay, this is this is already breaking my brain, and we're like already, okay. like we're only like two <laughs> two two in each. But um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm wondering, like just like a wild animal as well. Like would it, would it, would yeah. I rather kind of go for for a domesticated one, um, or yeah, see what like a what, like wild animals. Think it's like, man, that'd be stinking cool. Woo! Yeah, right. Yeah, like you wonder. It, it, it's 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 neat. I I like the prospect of the eulogy shrub. Yeah, no, that's that that is pretty sweet. That is pretty sweet. And yes, it could for some people kind of help help them find closure uh, with a with a loss of a pet. Um, or I guess a little more morbidly um even potentially like a i guess like a family member too like yeah if, if it's not limited to like purely the animal kingdom although yes i understand humans are animals too but uh yeah jeez, wow <laughs> just gotta be a mammal it says so yeah jeez, yeah that would be uh i mean could, i wonder what grandpa's member berries taste like <laughs> It's him watching uh, SCP-147. <laughs> Just... Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy, say hello to my little friend. Oh, God damn it. It's the wrong memory. <laughs> it's the wrong memory. Not that one. But Why well, did yeah, Grandpa watch the TV? <laughs> yeah, because that's just it too. Is It's not, uh, I guess, a, a little sort of like being John Malkovich. Like, you, you don't necessarily know what, what member berry you're going to get. Maybe it's, maybe it's a horrific one. Maybe it's... Uh, Maybe it's the uh, time that uh, um, Shabadoo uh, had that bout of foodborne illness and just spent the weekend on the toilet. That that wouldn't be a good memory. To... It was the two to four minutes of when Grandpa made your dad. <laughs> oh, God. Man, you want to <laughs> talk about getting a... Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, really quick, there's a couple of addendums here, but this one I really like. Mm -hmm. um, the soil input was a male dolphin aged 19 at its time of death, deceased for one day. It was consumed by a woman aged 42. Um, uh, subject holds breath for the duration of experience, passes out at 97 seconds. Revived, recounts impressions of swimming, darkness, pressure, claims... To distinctly recall speaking to another individual, but cannot remember the content of the conversation. So even if, even if you get like something that you know what it is, even if you understand what you're doing, you don't understand. You're still you're 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 a human brain and dolphin brain. Like, right, right, right. Mm. Or or I wonder what if it is Grandpa's member berries, and you don't, and you're like that's you know, I, you it's just a memory of you making beautiful love to your wife, and then when you Josh come out of it, you're like, oh God, what did I see? Yeah, that is a. You mentally Philip J. Fried yourself. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which isn't all that better, you know. Like it's it's yeah. There's 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 
yes, there's some level of disconnect there, but then is there really? <laughs> Probably no. No, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the uh, the implications for the eulogy bush are... Uh, or shrub. Uh, yeah, are wide, wide ranging. Mm. Yeah, right. Like, and then it's not. But then it's also not. It's only like you got three days to throw it in there. So, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe you do it like a murder victim, and then you just like make up a member Barry Colada, throw them all in there, and then just like slam it, and you know, a hundred member berries, and all the memories come together. So you just like trip for the afternoon and go, I know who killed her. Well, yeah, that, that's also what I was thinking too. Yeah, there, there, there could have some. Um applications here for yeah like the solving of of cold cold cases oh god god see oh god damn it josh what's up man what's up well if my theme wasn't uh, obvious by now now i'm stuck i was like well that reminds me of a yet another tv show <laughs> is your theme things you watched this weekend maybe uh <laughs> I'll never tell. Oh, I'll never tell, except at the end of the episode. <laughs> um, um, no, so there's there's a there's a series. I think it was like four seasons, something like that, called I Zombie. Um, oh yeah, and and and, and, and yeah, like that was that's a pretty one too. Kind of you know, kind of fun. Don't think about it too much. Where yeah, zombies are real, and if you eat, uh, it, and if you're a zombie and you eat. Uh, part of a person's brain then 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 yeah you get some member berries you you get like delayed member berries and you kind of like take on some of their like personality traits um which yeah i'm also thinking too like yeah shit that's that would be like yeah similar kind of thing except minus um being a zombie just maybe slightly less bad because you're only eating these member berries you're not exactly technically cannibalizing or maybe yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know there's a comic it's called um chew john oh was all yeah about it and it's mm-hmm. yeah that was a detective too. that like he's a vegetarian because plants don't have memories but like he takes a bite out of something and can see it's like last thoughts or something i don't know something yeah. like that but mm-hmm. yeah you know no no original ideas and all that good shit right yeah nothing new under the sun um nothing new under the eulogy shrub uh <laughs> But then that's just it. I'm also maybe kind of going, uh, maybe I still have some residual Junji Ito on, on the brain. Because that would totally be an uh, an Ito-esque story. Like, there's the, yeah, there's the memory. Well, don't be completely stereotypical, Josh. I was going to say, there's, there's the memory cherry blossom. It's like, oh, yeah, great, bud. Like, just, oh, J- Japan and, and cherry trees. Um, <laughs> wow, I'm not completely reducing a people to stereotypes. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was spring and we saw the Sakura bloom and then my head imploded with spiral. I remember. <laughs> but yeah, that also my brother seems... turned into a snail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. And then uh, I, I ate these snails and had memories of their past lives. <laughs> Josh, did you eat your brother? No. Really? Because I just had a memory of you eating your brother and thinking he was delicious as a snail? <laughs> no. Well, no. Which I guess doesn't make any sense because yeah, he'd have to be dead under the. Well, how would you know? Bit. 
Yeah. How would you have that memory unless you ate me? <laughs> and then it's just the like Spider-Man's pointing at each other. Like, <laughs> all right, which one of you ate ate some of my remains and got and got 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 memories for me? Yeah, that's that's the next uh, uh, into the Spider Verse. Um, <laughs> oh, oh man, I'm being silly. I buried Josh, I stole Josh's toenail clippings and buried him. Now we're gonna see his dirty secrets. Come on, gang. Man, these margaritas. oh god, these are the cat's toenails. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, these uh, these uh, margaritas. I'm, I'm, I may be discovering why we don't usually have margaritas in our wizards' drinking vessels. Uh, <laughs> we're going, we're going oh, some weird places. What, what's here. this? SCP nine 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 Margaritaville. Oh, weird. <laughs> oh boy. Oh man. Ah, it's good to laugh again. Um, it's good to laugh again. Uh, oh, okay. Well, uh, all right. Well. Anything more about uh, uh, three twenty-four? The eulogy shrub listeners going over our case here. Yeah, it's this bush that um, seemingly normal. Not even too picky about what kind of soil it's in, um, but will let you relive the memories of the thing that was recently buried in it. <laughs> but it has to be a mammal. Which, like, I also think that's a sensible, you know, like, let's 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 not get too crazy here, you know, none of this avian flying around stuff. No, to do that, you have to find a bat if you want memories of flying. <laughs> Worst animal, best animal. Ooh, okay. Worst is bat. I think I think you already hit it. Bat would be the worst because yeah, you'd be, be blind. You have no idea what the hell sonar is. Yeah. And I can't imagine walking around with my eyes closed, let around, let alone like trying to fly with sonar without eyes. Right. Yeah. To parse it'd be that out in like a totally disorienting long acid yeah. trip. Yeah. 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 Totally disor- disorienting. Um, guano smells horrible. So yeah. yeah. If, if, yeah, if, yeah. if you happen to end up with a memory of you being in a cave, yeah, that's just that just suck. Um, yeah, bat would be pretty bad. I don't know if sloth would be the best or the worst, because mm. you're either just vibing, just like, yeah, man, I'm a sloth. <laughs> uh, or it is, it's like the most boring, like, three-minute memory of your life. Like, God, I'm still on the same branch. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> Not going anywhere. I've wasted my member berry. <laughs> <laughs> shit <laughs> so yeah I, I don't know yeah don't know if that would be uh top tier or bottom tier um man what else i mean i think any kind of any kind of big cat would be kind of cool That'd i don't be know cool. be a be a be a tiger just like lounge around all day uh safe in the knowledge that you could obliterate anything that messes with you that'd be kind of sweet that'd be um, cool all right. What's another? Yeah, we'll, we'll get another good one. I don't know. I'd want to be my uh, dear departed Maine Coon cat meatball. Oh, Just because yeah. I would assume for like the last 10 years of her life. We're pretty sure she went deaf in the last like six years of her life and she lived to be like 22. She was ancient. Oh my God. But, yeah. Yeah. Because we got her in 03 and she was already four years old and she died two years ago. So do oh, that math yeah. listeners. But I can guarantee that either the last memory was a happy one or 
me and my brother teaching her how to be force pushed over when we when Dan would like extend his hand with the force <laughs> yeah. and I would like knock her over and she just like look at us like what are you guys doing? You doing? And then it got to the point. It got to the point where Dan would go meet and like do the force push and she just like fall on her side. So <laughs> She knew. Awesome. She knew what was up. Yeah, yeah, that would be. Well, yeah, yeah it, it, and that would also be that would also be very, very interesting too. Because with with our uh, cats, the, the Mrs. Wizard and I, we're, we're constantly like, Quincy, we know you only have two brain cells, um, and like one of them is currently preoccupied <laughs> um, with with getting wet food. But like, yeah, like what, like, or like. Uh, Monroe definitely has resting bitch face and it'd be I, I'd love to know like is that genuine does she just like oh god damn it Josh you haven't turned on the the electric blanket yet uh it's just like I just is she actually just like pissed off the entire time uh or does she just look that way <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing but like fond memories of you and like you see you see you through her eyes and you only right. understand like love and adoration and affection You're like oh my god i did right by her yeah i did i did come here you let me get you yeah let me get you some more treats or something <laughs> we think tomkins you know like he's he's put on a little weight um we think he might have like some arthritis or something like that like wouldn't that be nice oh. too to like kind of be, be able to go in there and be like Oh yeah, shit! Like my hips do hurt, and then we'll know to give him his like special joint supplements. <laughs> yeah, be like, buddy, I'm so sorry, so sorry. Like we should have just been doing this anyway, but now I know because I feel because I because I've been able to empathize. <laughs> you just got a Herbert West his ass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, why do you keep killing the cat? I want to know how it's feeling. I want to know how it's feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I just fed her. I don't know why she's hungry. Yeah. Well, now I know. She's a zombie. She's always hungry. Yeah, exactly. That's on me. I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, okay. Uh, well, I... Yes, even though this is Labor Day weekend, and technically I don't have to do anything tomorrow, Monday... Um, so yeah, I topped off my mason jar, and <laughs> Hell I think yeah. I'll get a. I think I'll get a solid. Uh, what, would, what would that be like? Maybe not quite a quart, because a quart would be a quart of margarita in uh, like two hours of recording would be that would be a little maybe intense, but um, it's also not not a quart. <laughs> it, is, it is closer to being a quart than not a quart. I guess I'll say. Uh, but well, you how know about our you tagline. Make... We stir into that void so you don't have to. You drink that quart of marg so they don't have to, Josh. You're you're doing the Lord's work, really. Yeah, it's been. I, I mean, it's been um, uh, back when we were doing zombies. Uh, it's been a long time since I've had just lime juice, so I, I got to stave off that scurvy. Uh, so, there you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. Exactly, man. Exactly. Uh, and and you're also continuing the the margarita train. Yeah, it's Amanda's tequila, so I felt bad making like a lot more. So I made my I made oh. another glass worth, but on deck I've got some uh, Topo Chico Ranch waters. So oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, again, yeah. smart, smart makes it up a little bit. Um, but uh, actually, oh, so so what what brand of tequila is that? Uh Patron. She gets okay. the good shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I oh man, I I can't remember. It, it was some. 
more kind of like niche uh, tequila that um, Christine found. But uh, but the one that's that's really good uh, is Luna Sul. Mm, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's that's a solid that's a solid margarita tequila. Well, we're just a solid tequila all around. But um, um, all right. Well, hey, we're we are reprovisioned. We're going back through the files here. Um, and next up for me, I have SCP nineteen sixty four anomalous television. Boy, did I pick an SCP that's going to be hard to say after drinking a lot of margarita. Anomalous television. Special containment procedures, SCP-1964, is to be contained in a standard containment chamber uh, and access restricted to personnel with clearance from site director redacted. Containment chamber access code is to be changed on a bi-monthly basis. 1964 is not to be plugged in outside of testing. So once again, this is a Euclid class um, appliance electronic K-class scenario uh, SCP here. So 1964 uh, is a 1960s era classic television set. Listeners, have you guessed my theme? (laughs) Uh, uh, But does not match any manufactured maker model and bears no branding or numbering. Uh, SCP-1964 can only receive a single anomalous broadcast. This transmission is broadcast on a channel numbered zero. Similar analog televisions placed in SCP-1964's containment chamber function normally and cannot receive the anomalous broadcasts. The anomalous broadcasts are presented by an announcer in a manner superficially similar to public service announcements. Broadcasts are considered a Class B information breach and consistently reference Foundation procedures and demonstrate meta-awareness, often directly communicating with viewers. Uh, and there are several transmissions, or I guess transcripts, of these transmissions um, recorded here. So, uh, let's see here. This is uh, Addendum uh, 1964-1. Do not be alarmed. This is an emergency announcement. Members of the general public, this message is being broadcast due to a K-class end-of-the-world event, and our secrecy is compromised. Our organization, for several decades, has been dedicated to the containment and protection of the supernatural. Several of those entities have breached containment, and we are forced to deploy multiple nuclear devices. For your own safety, please orderly move to the nearest fallout shelter or similar structure. Please maintain enough rations and water for a period of 14 days while awaiting Foundation and government aid. Do not waste water flushing. Do not leave your homes. It is unlikely that once you leave your homes, you will again find safe accommodation, food, and water. If all your family is not present, do not risk exposure to nuclear weapons to search for them. Thank you, and may God save us all. And then that apparently just repeats. Uh, so, okay. Okay. Uh, so that's addendum one. Here's addendum two. The following cities have been affected by nuclear blasts and fallout. Data expunged. If you have survived and are currently in any of those locations, it is strongly recommended you await Foundation assistance. The following cities have been affected by containment breaches and anomalies. Data expunged. If you are in the vicinity of any of those locations, evacuate immediately. You risk exposure to multiple Keter-class anomalies. No containments have been restored. Containment and public services will be restored as soon as possible. Good night. Uh, and a uh, little, little more of the same, a little more of the same. Uh, but here's where it also starts to get a little interesting. Addendum number three. The following have breached containment. Data expunged. That, that is my number. I have breached containment. The numbers are called. 
The following cities are affected by multiple Keter and Euclid-level uh, containment breaches. Data expunged. If you are in the vicinity of any of those locations, remain. I hunger. This is an emergency announcement. I have breached containment. I see you. All the world is blind. Data expunged. The numbers are called. And the last addendum here, uh, number four. I breach containment. I am freedom. I are hungry. I see and know I that world hasn't eyes. See I all the corpses on the streets, skin they not have, red in blood. I feed, consume, food is all of them. Food, food for the seer, world, blind, no eyes. Breach containment, data expunged. Numbers are called, number of mine, called. I see you, you looking screen through, and see you the world burn, the no eyes world. Uh, so yeah, short, maybe not so sweet, uh, but that is the entry for, uh, SCP-1964. Interesting. Okay. The anomalous television, which, I mean, I can understand, uh, the, the necessity of, yeah, having some sort of message, some sort of public broadcast, uh, when things go bad, when you're at Burning Man and... (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Like, again, I'm not, you know... Yes, we're all fellow travelers on this pale blue dot through space, and um, yeah, yeah. I am diminished by any other humans, uh, yeah, like suffering. But also, God damn it, don't go to a fucking... Oh, my God. <laughs> but also, some of us are more equal than others, and I'm glad when the ones who are more equal get their fucking comeuppance. Mm-hmm. That's also true. Yeah, like... All right, up, cool, more cr- margaritas. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, hey, I'm happy that Chris Rock um, found some guy's pickup truck and he got out of there. But uh... <laughs> yeah, I just I'm so sorry. Fucking Desert Molly orgy didn't pan out, guys. My yeah, wow, that really like, sucks. Yeah. Oh man. Well, you're like uh, communist uh, Mad Max uh, LARPing. Um, yeah, you fucked around and found out. <laughs> Oh no! Consequences maybe, will never be the same. <laughs> maybe Oprah and The Rock can petition to have people send you money instead of giving you some of their fucking trillions, huh? Yeah. Huh. Anyway, before we get bitter here, SCP six eighty six, infectious lactation. Oh god, that oh, god, just that <laughs> sounds horrible. That was six eighty six. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Infectious lactation. All right. Hey kids, remember COVID? It's back now. And this time it lactates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Samples of SCP 686 are to be stored under standard protocols for class 2 biohazardous liquids in G2 facility. SCP 686 is infectious but not virulent. It can only affect a new host when taken orally and is not modal or otherwise active. The infectious agent's mechanism of operation is not known. SCP-686 does not contain appreciable amounts of nucleic acids or prion activity is not apparent. Mm, So you can drink it. Um, Due to the large quantities of SCP-686... Bask for a moment the large quantities of the... (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. The principal requirement for this substance is not so much containment as it is disposal. While pasteurization has com- 
proven completely effective at sterilizing the infectious, infectious agent, when, whatever its nature, it is recommended that all unneeded stocks of SCP-686 should be incinerated. Human consumption is not recommended by anyone other than designated test subjects. Description. SCP-686 is an opaque white white liquid consisting of suspension of lipids and proteins in an, that is indistinguishable from ordinary high-grade dairy milk without detailed analysis. At a biomechanical level, or biochemical level, there are certain subtle differences. The protein content is much more complex, uh, with the most uh, with most of the peptides so far proving difficult to sequence. It contains a richer blend of vitamins and minerals than typical cow milk. SCP-686 was first isolated from cattle at a small-scale commercial dairy farm near Redacted. Oh God! Records oh no! <laughs> it could be. It could be your town. Oh God! <laughs> Records indicate that the farm's herd began increasing milk output and quality to unusually high levels approximately two years before the infection managed to make the jump to the farm's human workers, and the foundation became involved. It is not known with certainty whether this farm is where SCP-686 originated or if it came from some other source or was simply recognized there. The infection increases the host's lactation rate or if the host is not lactating, causes it to begin doing so. It appears that any mammal is susceptible to infection regardless of gender. The initial symptoms of the disease have rapid onset but are relatively minor. Swelling of mammary gland tissue causing breast development in males, and increased sensitivity of the nipples in both, <laughs> both males and females. On average, a human of either gender in this stage of the disease will produce between 0.5 and 1 liters of milk a day. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's a lot of milk. <laughs> How big is your mason jar, Josh? Drink. Yeah, Jesus, drink. <laughs> If this milk is extracted on a regular basis with milking intervals of no less than once every eight hours, the disease appears to remain stable indefinitely in this state. Milking can also be performed with a standard breast pump. If the host is not milked adequately, mammary glands continue to develop. Left unchecked, this development will diverge from normal human growth patterns. Rather than remaining confined to a single per pair of breasts, it will begin spreading down the front of the chest and abdomen. Additional oh pairs God. of nipples will develop along the way, and the nipples will lengthen and thicken dramatically. <laughs> the eventual result resembles an enormous fleshy udder stretching along the entire front of the torso with between six and eight pairs of teats. A human oh at this stage can produce upwards of 40 liters of milk a day. Oh this no! is the maximum extent to which the disease will progress in humans. <laughs> Listen, okay, listeners... 40 liters is is more than 10 gallons. <laughs> a day! <laughs> oh my god! What is that, 80 pounds of milk a day? It's Oh my god, it's something like that. Holy cow. <laughs> Jesus. Literally, holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> holy cow. Oh, interesting. Oh man. <laughs> the metabolic demands of such a large productive glandular system are considerable, and a human victim in this state will find him or herself preoccupied with eating most of the time. With his or her energy fully devoted to milk production, the victim will often suffer in general from a state of mental dullness and docility. Surgical removal of the mammary tissue is a temporary measure as the disease can cause regrowth even if all of even if all of it is excised. Oh man. 
Here we go, 686, Infectious Lactation. Which, now, screw, you know, Turbo Chlamydia and Earthquake. Yeah. I hope that is what hits Burning Man. And the entire festival turns into a bunch of giant tits. Because that's what you people are. <laughs> a bunch of big old tits. Well, and and so I understand that the chemical analysis of this milk shows it to have higher and more complex proteins, um, more vitamins and minerals and nutrients. I understand all that. But, but it also said, don't, don't drink this, right? Yeah, don't, don't do it. Just don't do it. Oh, man. But then I also get just... to thinking. I also get to thinking, Josh. Uh-huh. Um, at its worst, you produce up to um, however many gallons you said a day. Eight gallons a day, ten gallons a day. Yeah, yeah, ten. Uh huh. And it said the pasteurization neutralizes this, but due to the volume, now, it just takes one crooked senator to hear about this, and we got a new school lunch program for them kids. Because I mean, I'm a pragmatist too, and yeah, uh, if this is like super healthy, and like I know that we've already like done miracles. With, um, yeah, like, like, like feeding, uh, the world's hungry. Um, also like if, cause yeah, like the, 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 um, go mad, the gallon of milk a day diet is, oh God. is like, just like when you're first starting off and, and, and like getting serious about weightlifting, like even that's a pretty drastic step. But also, like, it has a lot of things that, it, yeah, like, it has a lot of protein, has a lot of vitamins and all that. I just can't help but think, like, what if, what if, like, this is what creates the, like, the, like, supermen and women of the world? Uh, like, sure, we got to find, like, giant vats to pasteurize this, but... So, so you're saying that the Ubermensch will be created by the Uder men? <laughs> I think that's it. Thank you. I'll, I'll be exactly here all it. week. <laughs> the Ubermensch and the Udermensch. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, well, but also, Mark, that there is. I, you know, this would not be a Two Wizards podcast show if we didn't get into some of the weird, like. It actually kind of makes sense if you don't think about it too much. Um, this idea of uh, a, a person afflicted with infectious lactation, um, if they're not able to to pump sufficiently, then they like develop additional um, mammary glands. Uh, yeah, like milk milk lines are a thing, and uh, people born with multiple nipples are a thing. Um, yeah. And so there's there is some science to this, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I'm not I'm not gonna say there is. <laughs> because like in this case, like fiction is worse than truth, you know? Like, yeah. Well just... okay. yeah, that is also the if the the other side of that coin is if there's definitely if there's maybe not science to this there was definitely a subreddit to this too. Uh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, yeah. oh no. So I'm sure, you know, again, I'm sure there's some degenerate 
population that is like praying for this every night before they go to bed. <laughs> Please, God, uh, can you make infectious litigation? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. That is, again, for all of my pragmatism, is like, nah, this can, this can solve world hunger. Um, malnutrition would be a thing of the past. Um, we'd all just be jacked and tan. And the nutritious supplement industry would, would uh, go out of business overnight. You want to talk about like, yeah, like having, a, having like weightlifting uh, bros where you like superset with each other and you encourage each other on like, hey, Greg, give me another squirt of that. I'm going to get a PR and deadlift. <laughs> I stirred into the void, Josh. Yeah, exactly. That's what we do, listeners. No, 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 no. I mean, I stared into the void just now. I pulled up um, lactation slash fake. Um, Yeah. This is spontaneous lactation in the Guns N' Roses fandom taking place between Duff McKagan and Slash. (laughs) Summary. Of course, Duff would take advantage of the gym membership when Flash was having a heavy day because the (laughs) world hated him. Oh my god! Oh my god! Again, man, just and this is—it's just pretty, it's pretty, pretty mild and lame. Um, yeah, yeah. There's nothing yeah. really, yeah, nothing really to, to comment. I can't believe this is one that you went with. Uh, so boring. And <laughs> no, oh, I do. Oh, oh Uh-oh. no. Okay, here we go. Uh, future Mark, you have some interesting music. It started after a shower. He had his towel wrapped around his waist and absolutely nothing else. He shuffled back to the bedroom, about to grab the phone, ready to send Duff a voice message, telling him what he was missing out on. But when he dropped onto the bread and sprawled out, his stomach and his chest, he felt a small sloshing sensation in the last. The dreaded dampness. He growled under his breath and pushed up on his elbows, looking down and sure enough, there were two damp spots in the comforter now, and his chest was damp with milk. It usually wouldn't just spurt out like this. Sometimes, when he was in dire need of nursing or particularly horny, but Duff had literally fallen asleep last night with Slash's nipples securely clamped between his lips. (laughs) I don't think I'm making fun of anybody. If I am, I'm sorry. But also, if I am making fun of you, well, you probably fucking deserve it. Yeah, you you have some reflection to do. Yeah. I, uh, Thank you, DuckDuckGo, for making sure that doesn't show up on my browser history. <laughs> you can, okay, I'm, I'm, I, am, I am handing this over. Like, if, if this is too far, please, please, of course, cut it out. Uh, but Mark, I mean, they also say um, it's not gay if it's in the weight room. So, you know. <laughs> I got nipples, Josh. You want to try and milk me? If I get like some sweet like uh, long branch of uh, amino action out of it, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god! god. I, we got to move on. This okay, is the yeah. grossest thing we've ever yeah, done. Yeah, got to move on. It's super <laughs> Listeners, gross. I'm sorry. You'll turn it off. I'm sorry. We're we're still here, but you're not. Yeah. it's all right. Yeah, we we understand. Join us next week when Mar- when Josh and I read that story together, and I'll be Slash and he can be Duff. 
All right. Well, I think we need something to distract us, something to take our minds. You know, just a little, just a little like, yeah, like a little mind numbing, a little brain numbing. Kind of wash that last one um, just off of existence here. Uh, and so we shall turn next to SCP-1970, Little Men in the Television. Uh, special oh, I hate that. I hate that. Already, I hate that. All right, here we go. Uh, special containment procedures. Item is located at storage site 23, room 3. Although SCP-1970 requires minimal security, it must be isolated from other anomalous objects. Item is to be under constant audio supervision for the purpose of recording its vocalizations, and the item should be visually inspected uh, at least two times daily. Objects classified as uh, SCP-1970-1, 2, and 3 are to be kept in sealed plastic bags in separately locked containers within room 3. Uh, this is a safe class, uh, Appliance Humanoid SCP. Uh, description, okay. SCP-1970 is a television set similar to Zenith model L092Y. Labels on its back indicate that device was that the device was manufactured in 1979. However, the piece was recovered in 1972 from Russell Fouth of Yonkers, New York, uh, who had owned the device for at least four years, according to recovered journals and letters. 1970 was able to function as a normal analog television and can still receive analog signals, although it is no longer capable of displaying an image following test 1970-AE34. 1970 does not require any power source and will begin functioning as soon as it is switched on. When turned on, an internal light would illuminate a tightly packed group of thousands of humanoid figures pressed against the screen, ranging from 1 to 1.5 millimeters in height. The skin color of the humanoids were distinctly blue, green, or red, and they were capable of rapid movement, climbing across each other, or disappearing deeper into the item for the purpose of displaying whatever broadcast image SCP-1970 was tuned to receive. A fourth group of white and gray-skinned humanoids can occasionally be, be observed within the speaker housing and their vocalizations mimic the audio broadcast. This is horrible. <laughs> well, okay, before I continue, Mark, uh, what, what would the purpose of these humanoids be uh, that, their, um, that their colors, that, that their skin colors are uh, red, green, and blue. Why is that? So they can use my coax cable to make the Mario game work? Yeah, you, right, yeah, basically. They, they are the, um, the the same reason for, like, theater lights being being the way that they are. So, like, when you... Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like, w when you uh, are, are wanting to, to light the stage um, with, a, with a wash of, of white light... Um, you still use these colored gels uh, that will like filter out all of the other uh, wavelengths, but will like but will create what, whatever color. And when you mix um, uh, red and blue and green light together, you get pure white. And 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 and, and, and yeah, and that's and that's the the additive color uh, mixing. So, so so yeah, I apparently these little humanoids are mimicking the uh, pixels. On a on a television screen, to oh, kind of do the no. yeah to kind of kind of do do that, um, but so so uh, listeners, here's your little little science fact science factoid, 
Uh, but back to the uh, case file here. So the number and designation of these humanoids are as follows. So SCP-1970-1, uh, that's the red uh, population, and that consists of 1,982. 1970-2 uh, is green, population uh, 3,946. 3 uh, is blue, uh, and their population is uh, 1,979. Uh, and dash four, white to gray, is population unknown. These little, I guess, mimics who reproduce the sounds. Okay. Um, the humanoids exhibit individual features and sexual characteristics similar to human beings, but no infant or young examples were recovered after test AE34. Uh, when SCP-1970 was not in operation, it was possible to hear movement within the casing as well as occasional whispers and breathing noises, including snoring. Aww. <laughs> Following test AE34, breathing can still be heard from within the speakers, and an audio broadcast will still be produced if the item is exposed to a proper analog signal. When not in use, SCP-1970-4 uh, will often call out in Taiwanese in an attempt to communicate with the other population groups of SCP-1970 or to vocalize distress at the lack of ambient analog television signals. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, um, here's uh, there, there's only one addendum, and this is this is this takes a sharp turn here. Just fair warning. Uh, addendum: Russell Fouth was a diagnosed schizophrenic and committed suicide in 1972. Although research with exposure to SCP-1970 indicates that his condition was neither triggered nor directly worsened by SCP-1970's anomalous properties. However, due to his condition, he was living alone and unable to convince any family members or caretakers that his television set was, quote, filled with tiny, writhing men. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. I hate um, that. Yeah, that's horrible. Uh, there is one footnote. Um, uh, that uh, states, uh, conducted on March 1st, 2009, test AE34 required the opening of SCP-1970's outer casing, which produced distressed vocalizations from members of SCP-1970-1, 2, and 3, all of whom appeared to asphyxiate shortly afterward. Their remains are now stored separately from the item. No mechanical moving parts were discovered within the casing, and the test was aborted before the uh, separately enclosed speaker casing was opened. Um, hmm. So these poor little creatures just wanted to make the flashing images so we could watch TV. Uh, and yet the folly of man. It's its a good thing all these other SCPs have so far um, impenetrable cases here because look at what happens. The one time we actually open it up, we've killed thousands of <laughs> thousands of humanoids. Their little tiny red and green and blue blood is on our hands. <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, I, I, I also, I don't know if I'm reading too much into it. I don't, I don't know if I'm not reading enough. Um, but yeah, I just, man, I just wish these guys were still around because they were doing their job. Apparently, like, happy, you know? They weren't, like, complaining. They were living their happy little peaceful lives, snoring, you know, getting their... <laughs> when 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 this television set was turned off, they, they got to uh, take their rest. Um, 
And and we killed them all, or most of them, most of them at least. <sighs> I opened up its back panel, and after that, they all, I killed they, them all. I don't know. They killed them all. Yeah, they killed them all. Well, and <laughs> and this idea. Um, okay, I I won't, I won't reveal what my theme is just yet. But this idea too of like live performance. This was this was live performance that that these little that these little creatures oh, were shit. doing. Yeah, like well, I hate uh, that. Right, you know, like they were whatever when the like like analog signal comes in, they interpret that somehow, and they are like doing the wave across the the television screen. So yeah, this is this is a live this is a live. Perf- I, I I I guess it's like, um, yeah, at like football games or sporting events. Um, and they hand out the placards to the student section so that when they score a touchdown, everybody picks up their placard and then all together it like shows the like school logo or mascot or something. And then they flip it over and then there's a different image on back. It's, it, 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 it's like that, but more complex because there's little, there's little tiny humans, <laughs> tiny humans inside. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. 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 So... Huh. Uh, 1970, SCP-1970, Little Men in the Television. Ugh, gross. <laughs> cool, but gross, you know what I mean? Cool, like... Yeah, cool, but gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got, I got one more here. Okay, no, perfect. Yep, yep. Um, this is SCP-283, A Rock That Falls Sideways. Special containment procedures. Due to the strange but harmless nature of SCP-283, it is to be kept in a secure box against the east wall of room E-107 at site 137. Aside from that, SCP-283 can be handled by any personnel as long as they are observed by at least a level 3 member of staff who is to keep watch over SCP-283 to prevent petty theft. Description. For all intents and purposes, SCP-283 is an ordinary rock. Slightly mottled and worn with age and collision, made of a dark gray granite. It weighs just over one kilogram and is ten centimeters in length. However, instead of instead mm, sorry, instead of following the usual route of gravity, SCP-283 is pulled in the direction of the exact magnetic east. Close study reveals that SCP-283 is in fact falling around the Earth as it is being affected by odd gravitational pull. Whoa, okay, all right, all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The rock was first found after an investigation of poltergeist activity in redacted Australia, reported as a phenomenon known as the Minmin Lights, which you and I have covered, so drink really quick. Drink. Listeners, go check out Can You See the Lights Part 1, I think, about two years ago on December. Yep, yep. Yep. Um... According to witnesses, the rock purportedly hurtled across the plains through the walls through the walls of houses, a car, and was eventually stopped by a mobile trailer home, where it remained lodged in the metal wall until the following morning. At first, Agent Redacted believed it to be attracted to some magnetic force, although subsequent testing has proved that to be false. SCP-283 is an ordinary granite cobble, apart from falling in the wrong direction. Agent Redacted accidentally dropped SCP-283 and was forced to, re- to chase after it. The retrieval involved a minor head injury, but confirmed suspicions about its nature. And this is a note from one Dr. Wood. 
It has come to the attention of higher-level personnel that someone has been stealing SCP-283 to use as a paperweight. I don't care how zen it looks. Any further misdemeanors will be dealt with severely. <laughs> a rock that falls sideways. That, That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, it's very cool, but yes, also has the um, capacity to like just be totally chaotic and just like really wreck stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Even when it's not trying to be evil, it's still evil. Right? Yeah, it's just it's just a rock. It's just following its own set of gravitational rules there you know it's not it's not trying to hurt anybody it's not trying to harm anyone uh and yet just don't use it as a paperweight please (laughs) (laughs) i I don't care how zen it looks (laughs) (laughs) i don't care how zen it looks oh it's so good (laughs) Uh, well you got one more for me buddy or where where are you at and i i had one that was kind of you know it was it was on the bubble, but I don't know if I need any more. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's all right. It's it was it was kind of stupid and and not. It was more of a stretch to include this one um, in my theme. So, uh, okay, well, I, I guess Mark, let's just maybe do a quick review of each of our um, SCP lists this this time around, and yeah. um, let's see let's see if we can guess. Let's see if we can guess what what we were thinking. So, uh, listeners, I hope you were paying attention here. Uh, mine were <laughs> SCP-147, uh, the anachronistic television, uh, 1882, the MC&D television, 1964, uh, the anomalous television, and 1970, the little men in the television. Uh, Mark, listeners, what, what was the theme of my choices? <laughs> Was Whatever. it something about television, John? It was. It was something. About, yay! <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Also pouring out for Paul for Paul Rubens there. Yay! Oh yeah, there you go. Uh, yes, there is a reason for that. Um, so yeah, this semester, uh, the class, or I, I guess classes that I am teaching, um, are criticizing television, and so. You know, we've kind of, we were, we're, we've been laying the groundwork so far. We've, at, as of time of this recording, we, we've had two weeks of school and, um, yeah, we like kind of talked a little bit about the history of, of television and we're, we're getting into like some of the ideas of like being a critic and criticism and applying different theoretical lenses to your viewing. Um, and it's just, I, Something that I uh, keep coming back to, and I think is going to like continue to be sort of a foundational uh, question uh, as, as I teach this class this semester, is you like do it like 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 Mark, what what is television? Uh, <laughs> what does it mean to watch television? Because because I was because I was sharing with them, I was sharing this story of like you know when 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 I was a little kid. Um, in in 1994, uh, watching cartoons, I would have to wait for this thing called a commercial break, and I'd have to mm-hmm. and I'd have to hop off the couch and sprint like hell to the bathroom 
and do my business and then sprint like hell back to the couch uh, to make it back in time before the commercial break ended and my cartoons resumed again. Because this was 1994 uh, and we had like a giant CRT television uh, that had dials. I had to tell them like, kids, the TV I had growing up had dials like on an oven. <laughs> And if you wanted to watch TV, you had to turn the dial to channel three because that's where the cable came in. If you wanted to play a video game, if you wanted to boot up your NES or your Sega Genesis, you had to turn it to channel four because that's where that cable came in. Um, and then I was like, but versus now, you know, and I, and I pulled out my cell phone. It's like versus with this, like you can watch TV well, when you're going to the bathroom. You don't even think <laughs> about like, you know, like. Oh shit! Like here's an ad playing. I have to wait five seconds before I can hit the hit the skip ad button. And yeah, it's and so kind of going over these SCPs that were all television related. And notice all of them were like old black and white and analog and uh, yeah, just like the idea of like this thing that was television that was like so foundational to our American culture in the uh, second half of the twentieth century, like. I might as well be saying like, all right, class, today uh, we're doing uh, papyrus criticism. Like, it's so ancient now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ancient. It's like, all right, whatever, boomer. Uh, I'm just going to watch Twitch for four hours before I fall asleep. And it's like, yeah, I don't blame you because television is old. Why are we even teaching this class? This is like, this is a dinosaur class. So, I don't know. I got a little horned up for television and... Maybe I'll use this in one of my lectures next week. Maybe I'll be like, all right, kids, you want to talk about like freaky television stuff. Go check out SCP Foundation. <laughs> what do you kids know about simultaneous lactation? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I told you that the television screens are, you know, just individual red, blue and green lights that uh, get lit up. But did you really know? <laughs> They're little humanoids. <laughs> I, guys, your first test came back, and everybody, how do you not understand that TV happens when a, a signal passes over the cathode tube, and then the little men inside the TV go and replicate that information? Come on, guys, what are we doing? Come on, we talked about this day one. <laughs> um, but okay, so yeah, that was mine. Pretty obvious. Okay. Whatever, whatever. Uh, Mark, could you run through your uh, SCP entries for this episode, and then yeah. Like I said, I was taking some notes. I maybe have an idea or two. Uh, but yeah, just maybe a quick refresher. And then and then we'll see if I and our listeners can guess what your theme was. Um, yeah, so mine were SCP-165, The Creeping Hungry Sansa Tool. Um, SCP-324, The Eulogy Shrub. SCP-686, Infectious Lactation. And SCP... Uh, two eighty-three, a rock that falls sideways. Josh, have you sussed out my whatever it was that I was trying to do tonight? I don't want to say plot or theme, but yeah, I have you sussed it out. So I, again, I'm not going to blame it on the margaritas because you never blame margaritas for anything. They're perfect. Uh, margaritas are proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy. Um, You're here. 
I, I, so, so I will, I'll walk you through my kind of like thought process here. It's like, oh, okay, okay like the uh, uh, creeping hungry sands. Well, hey, we did an episode on deserts, you know, so maybe something like that. Okay. Uh, okay. And and then the eulogy shrub, where it's kind of recalling memories. I was like, well, hey, we just finished the Trojan War, uh, so you know, it's 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 this, it's this recall of, of memories that we have. Uh. And then you dropped infectious lactation, and I was like, "Okay, I don't know what to do." With that. <laughs> uh, and then a rock that falls sideways again. I was like, uh, I, "I, I was, I, I was the the lactation threw me, Mark." And and I and I I, I thought it was going to be like another. Hey, these are all kind of episodes that that we've done recently. Uh, but again, sir, you you have stumped me. You stumped me with the uh, Captain Planet. Uh, and you've stumped me again. Maybe our listeners fared better. Um, so listeners, wherever you are, if you're driving home from work, if you're at your uh, workplace, whatever it is, shout out loud on three what you think Mark's theme was. Ready? One, two, three. Shout it out. And we heard collectively around the world, we don't know. <laughs> and that's all right, because the four that I gave you were a list of ten that I made Amanda yell ten random numbers at me. And those were the four that I picked. <laughs> two of them we had done. Two of them were super long. I had an extra just in case you picked one of mine. And the four I went with are the ones that I was like, all right, I'm doing those four specifically. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. I know, uh, dirty boy Mark. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I should have. I should have known. I should have known it was uh, uh, Mrs. Wizard's choice night. <laughs> that was the theme. That was the theme here. Well, or maybe, maybe some of our um, really astute listeners, maybe they found some pattern that you didn't even realize uh, you you were drawing upon. Because, like I mentioned too, you, you know, we we have this. We, we have this history, we have this uncanny ability to talk about things and then have them become prominent. Uh, when, you know, well before uh, we started recording our Trojan War episode, uh, like, like we recorded it and you had that compressed uh, production cycle. And all the meantime, Twitter was blowing up about whether Emily Wilson's new translation of the Iliad is woke or not. And I guess we're going to have to wait a few more weeks to find out. Um, so like we were resonating on those like um, celestial uh, uh, spheres. Who Maybe, yeah, maybe at Burning Man, everyone's just going to start spontaneously lactating. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, then they start throwing rocks sideways at each other. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I just don't know. Uh, maybe there's a really bad case of uh, uh, crabs that like swirl up in a in a in a dust storm and start devouring people. <laughs> maybe maybe all this like uh, uh, genital lice like just just gets out of control. Oh. I, 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 I just don't know, Mark. I just don't know. Uh, but maybe our listeners do. And if you have an idea, if you are able to piece something together, we absolutely want to hear from you. Uh, and also, uh, Bear's mentioning too, we need, to, we, need to, we need to give a shout out because we were given a shout out uh, from one of our longtime super fans, uh, Kate from Australia. Uh, oh, yeah. Dropped us a DM um, 
during one of our Trojan War episodes, and she's been with us for 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 a long time now. She she got in touch with us about dinosaurs. She got in touch with us yeah. for uh, Star Wars. Um, there was there, there was even another kind of ancient Greek thing uh, that I think was the first time that she reached out. So shout out to you, Kate. Uh, wonderful to have you staying with us throughout the years into our third year, uh, into season seven. Um, thank you for following us. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for contacting us because that really does mean yeah. a lot. Yeah, um, it does. That's great of you. And she's always so nice. She's always just so like complimentary yeah. and like you guys are doing good work. I'm like Kate. Thank you, stranger. I don't know. I yeah, you, you build me up, and I really appreciate it. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And like, listen, we we can't all be as awesome as Kate from Australia, but we can we can try. We can try. And the first step that you can take is you can get in touch with us. You can tell us what your thoughts were. Um, maybe you have like an old timey television set that kind of randomly turns on in the middle of the night, and you're like, hey, how can I get in touch with these SCP? foundation people i think i have a new uh 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 entity for them to catalog well hey get in contact with us and then we'll get you the 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 hookups there so send an email to two wizards podcast at gmail.com uh find us on twitter at two wizards pod c1 we are active on facebook and on instagram i can't wait to see what uh photos mark pulls for, for for this promotion um I'm sure there's some um, etchy manga out there that totally talks about um, <laughs> infectious lactation. <laughs> Do you have an etchy manga where Josh yeah. and I lactate on each other? <laughs> where where Mark wants to get his new bowl of cinnamon toast crush and fireball, but damn it, he doesn't have any milk. And well, here comes Josh, and boy, his morning milkers are just heavy, aren't they? Ooh, doggy. Do you have... A recipe for a greatest white buffalo, which <laughs> which is made of Josh milk, <laughs> and we don't need semen. You don't yet, yeah. and not even that one, not even that kind. <laughs> um, but yeah, so oh, so Jesus. yeah, we 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 always enjoy hearing f- from our fans, and we do. We get right back to you. We we share the love that you share with us. Um, and also, I mean, if, if, if you just want to say hi to me personally, you can do that as well. You can find me on Twitter, at Plaid Barbarian. Uh, Mark, you are also on Twitter. There's also some other uh, High Hammock Studios um, uh, productions. Uh, what are those? What are you? How can people get in touch with you in those? Um, you can find me turning into a gigantic breast at Marky Stardust on Twitter, or you can find me just leaking and a gushing all over the Dangle Podcast, a weekly retrospective rewatch of King of the Hill, where me and my buddy Johnny retrospectively rewatch King of the Hill. Yeah. Or or you can maybe find little drips of Mark on the I Can't Wait to Show My Kids podcast, a cinematic review podcast where me and our buddy Brad uh, fill in some blind spots in our cinematic knowledge and decide when we can or can't show our favorite movies to our prospective children. Um, Yeah, and I think that's about it. Guys, thank mm-hmm. you for being here. Listeners, thank you for being here. Um, Do you want more Guns N' Roses slash fiction? <laughs> question mark i'm now realizing that i just typed in lactation slash fiction and it probably went to slash as in guns of roses not like you know slash is like you know openly pornographic so i got something to kind of i got another search tree tool before next week's episode but yeah um, i i certainly hope you dodge for that one guys 
Yeah, I I think you um, inadvertently but expertly dodged um, coming up on a few government watch lists um, with that, buddy. So so hey, good on you, good on you for, for doing that. Um, but uh, yes, it, it is it's always great. It's always fun to to do the deeper dives like we did with the Trojan War. It's it's always f- great to to get silly with SCP, um, and it's always great to have you, our listeners tuning in and joining with us. So thank you as always. Um, uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. If you're in Burning Man, if you're trapped there in Burning Man, number one, thank you and like bless you for using your limited cell phone battery uh, to download and listen to this episode. Uh, and no, number two, give us a detailed report afterwards because we want to hear. Uh, and we, we, we will help tell your story. Uh, yes. But before then... Uh, and until then, my name is Josh, and I am a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I am a wizard. Thank you for listening, guys. We love you all, everyone. Take care. Good night. He rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed them all! Ah!